This is the Catholic Movie Guy Podcast. And we're back on the Catholic Movie Guy Podcast. The only podcast by a Catholic movie guy about a Catholic movie guy. For a Catholic movie guy. No, it's actually not. It's for everyone. All of God's creatures. Including the Tim Men? Yes. No. So, I am joined by the Tim Man, not just any Tim. How are you doing, Tim? That's me. I'm fine and dandy like cotton candy. Indeed you are. Uh, you know, I wanted to go ahead and throw it out to the peeps. It's been a while since I self-promoted. Uh, if you want to like the podcast on my Facebook page, you want to like me on my Twitter page, at CathMovieGuy. They won't let you do the whole Catholic movie guy. It's too many letters. If you want to review me, five stars only, iTunes. That would really, really help out. Subscribe, download, share with your friends. And your enemies. Tim. Uh, I have very few friends, but many enemies. Menemies. So I will follow your advice. Menemies. Menemies? So we're going to start out by uh, talking about uh, what happened last night. It was a great night, wasn't it, Tim? Oh. It was the night of our monthly film club, All Men. <laughs> and uh, we decided, since it was February, it was close to Valentine's Day, our immemorial tradition now, very... One one two two year tradition is to have the Tim Man pick a rom com because he's a rom commissure. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, except technically you chose this rom com over my first and second choice. Look, who chose it? You took the raisins. You didn't take the raisins. It doesn't really matter, except that we came to a concord. Right. We exchanged precious gifts. You wanted a rom com. I wanted to not alienate the guys that were going to this movie club. We settled on the 1996 classic? Yeah. I guess it is. It's a modern classic. It's a rom-com classic. Jerry Maguire. A lot more rom than I remembered, wouldn't you say? Show me the money! Plenty of, oh, that was... It, whoa! Did you, ladies and gentlemen, Cuba Gooding Jr. has joined us in studio. I pronounce it Cuba. Yeah, it was a lot heavier on the rom than I had remembered, but, I mean, it's a classic movie for the reasons we're going to get into. We're getting into it because, hey... Maybe you're uh, you're going on a late Valentine's uh, date on your couch with your with your significant other, and you, you want to watch a movie that doesn't bore you to death. Uh, I think it qualifies, don't you? Yeah, it's real good. So we'll get into all that and uh, more. Uh, the atmosphere last night with a bunch of I can only call them post juvenile juvenile men. When it got too rummy, we got a little bit of the whole seventh grade chuckly awkward film strip health class bit. Mm-hmm. Although I will say the biggest uh, critic of the movie was probably the most mature of us, wouldn't you say? And, and not a young most, man at all. Certainly the most mature, yes. So as far as like uh, playing in your movie club, maybe not, but Rob, watching a rom-com with a significant other, it's pretty good. So we'll go ahead and talk about it, because the Tim Man hasn't seen anything else. That's right. Uh, go ahead, Tim, and uh, get into the plot summary. Alright, it's uh, you're talking about not only a romance, but the exciting world of sports agency. And one of the best, Jerry Maguire, played by Tom Cruise, has a crisis of con- conscience. Because some of his players are getting dinged up and whatnot, he's like, what's it all about, eh? And so he writes a mission statement. That ultimately gets him fired and all of his clients gone, save one. The great Cuba Gooding Jr. as Rod Tidwell, who is a, let's just call him a middle-of-the-pack receiver looking for a contract and so uh the vehicle for the romance is that uh they're trying to get a contract for tidwell and it becomes very difficult takes a long time and in the middle of all that he falls in love with the great renee zellweger zellweger who uh was an accountant at the firm that he quit 
left to go with him. Uh, they develop a closeness. He first forms a bond with the uh, uh, grotesquely um, uh, formed, to the point of being totally cool, uh, kid Ray. And uh, <laughs> I think grotesque. I'm going to lodge an objection to grotesque. Well, his, fa- his head is about 50 feet. Yeah, he's, he's a little goofy looking, for sure. Uh, but he's fantastic, and uh, hilarity ensues at all points. Plus, we learn about Miles Davis and John Coltrane and the, uh, uh, I guess, the apex of jazz. Jazz, eh? Yeah, that's it. All right, so uh, and in the end, everybody wins. Yeah. So um, there are no, there are no spoiler alerts. If you haven't seen Jerry Maguire, we're gonna spoil it. Yeah, spoil away. Uh, let's just go ahead and give a broad overview here, buddy. What uh, what did you like about the movie? What maybe did you not like? I think I liked everything about the movie. Um, Wait, I will say, there are two scenes, one in particular, of a graphic sexual nature. One of a graphic way, sexual nature. way over the line. Yeah, the other is just your standard over the line, unnecessary. Yes, Kelly so, Preston and uh, Mr. Cruz yeah. are involved in an act which shall not be mentioned on the Catholic Movie Guy podcast. You will not want to let any person under 18 yeah, see it, you, and probably not any man over 18. I, I honestly would never recommend the movie uh, Sight Unseen to anyone for that reason. It's that bad. It's really one of the worst scenes in any movie yeah. I've ever seen that was not of a, of a higher than R rating. If you go to IMDb and look at the parents' guide, it will tell you the exact second that that scene comes on because it's very sudden. So if you want to skip yeah. those scenes... Parents yeah, and that's IMDb really, is very good. and that's one of the uh, worst things about that scene. And this happens a lot in certain shows where they don't want you to have custody of your eyes, and they absolutely make it a requirement. It's a mm-hmm. rough jump cut, and then you're just in the middle of filth. So yeah, you take that one scene out. The other one with Renee Zellweger was more. I don't know if you're into the rom of the rom com. It wasn't too bad by today's bad standards. Right. But it's still you should skip it and it is still fornication. But that first one is in a unique category all of its own. Yeah, it's real bad. Yeah. So, uh the the, the thing is I have not seen this movie since nineteen ninety six. At the time it came out I was approximately twelve. So you can imagine that I didn't have perhaps the most mature take on the movie at that time. I didn't you really saw like... that movie as a twelve year old. Well, you know, lax uh, standards for sure. Uh, was I well, I don't uh, want, I'm not going to blame anybody. I don't want to be a sainted mother. Here. I won't say how, who's not dead. I will uh, not say how I saw it, but yeah, I saw it right around the time it came out. For sure. Yeah, that ain't good. Uh, I did not I did not care for it at that time. I was coming in basically fresh tonight, except for the quotes that we all know. The sheer number of quotes that have become part of the public consciousness, though, is, is pretty cool. You have me at hello, show me the money, of course, you complete me. And these things are such a part of the public conscious, consciousness, the conscious monster. That's it. That they have been themselves repeated in other films almost ad nauseum. I prefer the term flim instead of film. You Complete Me finds its uh, best usage in Austin Powers 2 between Minnie Me and Dr. <laughs> Evil. I'm going to go ahead and say that is not its best usage. It is. That's ridiculous. And even the scene where one of the scene, one of our favorite scenes, as you, the Tim Man, someone who memorably quitted quit your job in a uh, most outrageous fashion. Thank you. You have to appreciate how Jerry went out. A little different from how you did it, but uh, that scene where he's like, "I'm out. Who's with me?" And no one shows. Yeah. That was repeated to great effect in High Fidelity. I yeah. don't remember if you remember that scene, mm. but that's <laughs> one of the best scenes in High Fidelity. Actually, the way I quit was a lot like this, only you know some more profanity. Mm-hmm. Vulgarity, not profanity. 
Yeah, thank you. Yeah. Vulgarity, not profanity. I love Different the Lord. categories, folks. Love the Different Lord. Different categories. Thank you. So, yeah, I, I mean, it's just so iconic. It's almost hard to watch it as like a thing in and of itself instead of a commentary on these pop culture memes. See, I enjoyed it the first time, and I resisted watching it for a little while because it was really popular. Mm-hmm. As you know, sometimes I shy away from the easy pleasers, mm-hmm. as What's-His-Face mm-hmm. says. But... Um, I thought every one of the performances was really good, especially, you know, the Rod Tidwell character. There is a depth to him. It's not just this uh, brash uh, sports guy or the guy that, you know, you show in his acceptance speech for the Oscars when he went over time, and it's all very amusing. There's a lot of depth to this guy, and, and seeing him in other movies, even the movies that didn't quite work, I've always enjoyed his work. Renee Zellweger was also very good. She plays a hot, hot, hot... Hold on just a second. The the uh, the brewmaster general, yeah, has lodged a standing objection uh-huh. to your not only the usage of the word hot, but the I think the the length of each hot, the amount of hot. There's a there's you know, he like, said, and I quote, "Come on, are we different from the pagans or not?" There's a standing objection. All right, well, here's the problem. Okay, you know, like when you eat hot peppers, there's yes, a, a I do very complex scale of exactly pepper how scale. right, of course, the pepper scale. Mm-hmm. I have a similar. Do you have any peppers with you now? Not that you can see. Okay, go ahead. Um, But I have, you know, the the length of the word hot, how many hots, uh, whether I use H O T hot. Mm -hmm. These are all gradations on a scale. Now, in terms of the objection, I think it's facile, and and I'm sorry for anybody listening to that. It's not meant to be insulting. What we are using is we're using the terminology of the world to convert the world. Yo, we aren't using anything. You are the Tin Man, right? I'm a, I'm totally on uh, the brewmaster's side. Really? Okay. Well, then I'll change it. Okay. I mean, you're you're objectifying women in a sense. So, moving right along. Okay. Um, so <laughs> anyway, she plays this hot, hot, hot chick. But this hot, 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 hot chick is also very real, accessible, fun, smart. I mean, everything you'd want in a real woman. Not not the Kelly Preston character, who's merely you know your stereotype stereotype symbol. This is a woman of quality. Mm-hmm. Great quality. And so I enjoyed seeing the growth of that character as well. What I like about the movie is, is, no pun intended, it's a perfect marriage of the rom-com plot and the sports movie plot. You know Bill Simmons, who I know we all have objections to. He's far out there. Yes, leftist. But he has a great podcast that I enjoy listening to, and they have a sports movie hall of fame. Jerry Maguire was the first inductee in the sports movie hall of fame. I found it fitting that we follow up last uh, week's discussion with a sports movie, and I think it does qualify as a sports movie. It's all about the milieu of the sports world. It's not about who wins the big game. It checks all your boxes. I allow it. It's a rom-com and a sports movie, and it works well. The dialogue, it, it's its snappy, it crackles, it's emotionally resonant. Pops. And, and the brewmaster also talked about this with me, which is it's a very earnest movie. You know, there's no. this is not an ironic movie in any way. Mm-mm. And I think that's one of the reasons it didn't play well in that crowd last night, a hard-drinking, masculine crowd of a certain immaturity, uh, you know. And I include our, our company in that. It's just not the right setting for it, that we, in a movie that completely lacks I agree with ironic. your assessment of the crowd, but I think that is the right company. And I, I think what, what he said was right. It's a very earnest movie. I like right. that. No, it's not the right company to show it's that It's not film. totally elevated. I mean, we're not reaching the highest levels of the human condition, but it is a very good movie if you're looking at uh, supporting the family, fidelity, 
Uh, I mean, she's not a divorcee or anything. Her right. husband it has a, died. That's the one thing I want to talk about. It has a, it has a very um, Catholic view. Of the, I mean, they fornicate. Obviously, that's not. That's not Catholic. Do. Don't read La Morris Letizia for that. But um, as far as the understanding of marriage, I think it's a very Catholic film. In fact, one of the sources of conflict is that Tom Cruise apparently marries her. I mean, he does love her in the, in the true sense of the word, in that it's a choice to remain faithful to her uh, and to, to, to wish the best for her. But he doesn't have that romantic love feeling for her right away. And yet he, he doesn't want to leave the marriage. It's her that, that is kind of uh, pushing for that. I mean, that's a very Catholic understanding of marriage. And it ends with them reconciling and, and in marriage. It's, it's, it's cool because most, mar- most movies would have just ended with that marriage proposal. You know, like, he got the girl, she married him, that's the end of it. That's, like, your stereotypical Julia Roberts romantic comedy. But this went deeper, and it's not that simple. We work in a business of tough competitors. There are other podcasts. That's right. I don't know of any, but there must be. Tough competitors. So, yeah, I did appreciate that. I also did appreciate that she's not a divorcee, like you said. That, that would have been the easy way out. But, no, she's a widower. Or widow, yeah. not a widower. That would be awkward. And uh, have I mentioned she's easy to look at? You you did not, oh. but I did get that vibe from you. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. And the great Bonnie it. Hunt is in this movie. I'm a little slow on the uptick. Yes, she is great. Yes, she's funny. Return to Me, that's another great rom-com with her in it. Return to Me, is that the one with the great mini driver? It does have a driver? little bit of an organ transplant issue. Of course, yeah. But it has the great Carol O'Connor, I think one of the great yeah. underrated actors of all time. He's wonderful. 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 Oh my gosh. Do you like him too? Yeah. So let's not get sidetracked. I want to say, this is by Cameron Crowe, written, directed. Of course it's going to be good. He is one of the best, like, pop culture type writers of our time. Yeah, you like that Almost Famous, right? No, I love it. There's one scene that's very problematic. Other than that, it's one of my favorite movies of all time, for sure. Well, how ironic. I love the, I love the podcast movies, he has one scene that's really problematic. Yeah. Well, no, it's not nearly as problematic as this movie, really. But uh, it's, uh, yeah, it's an issue. But I like that movie because it speaks to my love of the Muzak. But yeah, I mean, he, he wrote Say Anything. I mean, he's, a, he's obviously a very gifted writer. and, and He the elevates movie, the rom-com. The movie's funny, too. I mean, the, the movie's very funny. Yeah, I mean, even the Show Me the Money scene, which is so cliche now, I laughed out loud. I know you, you didn't, it didn't do it for you, but it did it for me. I mean, it was, it was hilarious. Cuba Gooding has never been better, and I include Boys in the Hood, which most people would say is his finest work. Well, I'm nothing if not a huge Boys in the Hood support. What's that? Yeah, it's a it's actually pretty good. Is it's also movie? Ice Cube's Is it a movie? movie? Yeah, it's got Lawrence Fishburne, Morris Chestnut. Oh, fishy. Yeah. yeah. He was in The Great Othello by Ken Branagh. Yes, very related, very, very on point. So I, I wanted to say one other thing about this uh, picture. How do you feel about the view of the sports world that it that it offers? How do you view it as a sports movie? Is it accurate? It, is it cliched? What is it? Uh, it may be cliche but i think it's absolutely accurate with, with what modern sports are because it is all about uh, marketability and money and the the machine of it all and it's not you know this whole, whole idea of why are you playing this you you know remember when you played this game for love you didn't play it for money and then um, cruz actually asked me you you did didn't you <laughs> that was awesome because then he loses it and, and Gooding goes from anger to joy to sarcasm to um, incredulity just at the drop of a hat, and he will drop the hat himself. 
Hashtag hat drop. Hashtag Tim's witticisms. I also want to talk about, as we are loy guys, the legal absolute. What? what? Loy guys, yeah. Lawyers. I don't even know what that is. You know, we're lawyers, so we're loy guys. We study the loy. Never heard of it. You know, like we practice loy? Nope. The loy of the land? I always say lore. Well, that's different. Like I'm a lore guy. Like you're into folklore. Yeah. Yeah. We're, we're going to erase all this, right? Oh, yeah. Don't worry. I'll take it out. Good. No yeah, this is Why would he not have Jerry O'Connell sign the uh, contract? I mean, it's just ridiculous. Yeah. I mean, a guy who's so... Uh, I mean, he's such a, a shark. Now, I yeah, did have I, a can theory. I, can, well, we'll come back to that. But can I give my hot take on this movie? Tom Cruise? Hot take, Bill. Tom Cruise, actually not a very good agent, makes several missteps, and it's not surprising no one wants to hire him. What's he doing? He's not out for the best money for his clients. He wants to do this sort of holistic healing sport agent thing. He does, you know, not get a good enough deal for uh, O'Connell there. And uh, he, he risks Cuba Gooding's life playing on a, a one-year uh, deal. I, I, and it just happens to work out because he didn't have a catastrophic injury at the end, which he should have had. No, he, I view, he fell I view, on his neck. I view this completely differently Go from ahead. what you just said. He writes this thing in a fit of conscience, and he really doesn't believe it. He is out to get the most money. He's absolutely shallow. He becomes the guy in the mission statement only after he travels this journey with Rod Tidwell, learning to rely upon each other as friends, getting invested in him and his personal life and his family concerns and vice versa, learning from him, teaching him, helping him help him. Wow, wow, wow. That was a great point. You just blew my mind. Seriously. Wow. And I'm going to go ahead and dovetail that point. Okay. Isn't that basically what we all do? We got to fake it till we make it. You have some inkling of grace in your soul and you you see the future, but you can't quite get there in a leap. You have to take incremental steps. And that's exactly what he does in this movie. He sees what he should be doing. He can't quite realize it. He doesn't even know that he wants to realize it. He repents of realizing it. And yet... By the mysterious workings of actual grace, he gets there in the end anyway. It's about grace, because you have yeah. to cooperate with grace. It was a great grace for him to be stripped down to one client. Yes. He, he was not. He was stripped down mentally. You see him going through these, like, delirium... What do they call them? The delirium tremens or whatever? The DTs. I mean, like, he is, he is in his undies, beside himself, writing this tome. I prefer fundies. Okay. He's in his fundies, beside himself writing this tome about what he should really be doing with his life. He, you know, he wakes up, he's like, whoa, huge mistake. And then nevertheless, God strips him down to nothingness. And in the silence of that nothingness, that one client, and not a particularly enjoyable client all the time. No. He speaks to him and he leads him home. Yeah, it's great. It's good insight. Let's talk about Renee Zellweger. And I don't mean her physical appearance. Do we cover that? We didn't, but you may have touched on it. Okay, because I'd like to come back to that. She never surpassed this movie. Oh, you and if say you that. say Bridget Jones, I'm I'm shutting I'm shutting the podcast down. So don't say Bridget Jones. Okay, I won't say it. Okay, she never she never surpassed this movie. As a character or as an actress, you got to be careful. As an actress. Okay, then you're just way off. 
Bridget Jones was horrible. I fell she asleep during it. She was terrific in that movie. It's, However good or bad that movie about, was, you, you, you it's a tour de force. You talk about, it was a tour of something. You talk about, like, lowest common denominator debasing yourself for laughs. That, that's all that movie is. It's, it's, it's ridiculous. What is with you? St. Louis Catholic. She's fantastic. So, yeah, I mean, I, I don't think a normally, um, a classically attractive woman, which she isn't. No, she's quirky. Would have been able to pull this off, and she 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 brought like a gravity to the role that would have been absent from someone who's like a starlet. She was a normal person, yeah. And I mean, her love for her son is apparent even through you know very little dialogue. Her love for Tom Cruise, even based off very little interaction at the beginning, and and the funny thing is like she loves him for the right reasons immediately, whereas mm. all these other beautiful women love him for the wrong reasons. There's a lot of good things to say in this movie. Really. Yeah, and like all good actors, she does a lot without speaking. Yes, yes. Very good, very good actors. Uh, in fact, she does so much with her eyes, for instance, that one of the people last night, Oafs? Mm, Oafs. Oafs. Made fun of her for her look. Is that about right? Yeah. I didn't get that at all. It was quite the crowd, let yeah, me tell so, you. Yeah, it was, uh, it was something. So yeah. don't let that dissuade you, audience. It's, um, you know, accepting that scene, please skip it. It's that bad. Like, seriously, you can't come close to that scene. This is not happening. It's and by a, bad, you're movie. talking morally only. It's very funny in a way. It's really, it is a mirror of modern society. It is crud, crud personified. So now that we've, you know, reviewed the movie superficially, I do want to bring it home in a Catholic controversial way with Amoris Letizia, which is all about, you know, it's difficult to be married, so hey... Well, okay. Um, some people interpret it to say uh, it's difficult to be married, so hey, don't try too hard. Just go ahead and, with your shacked up person, receive communion, right? Council of Trent assures us that God does not command anything that is impossible for human beings to do. Yeah, that's true for sure, but I'm going to go ahead and talk about Jerry Maguire now in relation to it. Tom Cruise has a better understanding of marriage in this movie as a seemingly non-Catholic worldling than is commonly presented even by many in the church today. He loves her in the sense of recognizing she's a good person, that she's good for him, that she's loyal to him, that he needs to take care of her, that marriage is for life, and that despite the depth of romantic feeling, marriage is about more than that. He, he feels that when, when he marries her, and he sticks it out with her even after she's reticent. That's what I do. I stick. I mean, seriously. Like, why Why if someone, you know, uh, the sports agent, fictional sports sports agent written by Cameron Crowe can get to the depth of marriage, why can't we be called to something like that? Well, the church is real bad right now. Real bad in the church. The church, church is ineffective. That's right. Things are bad around. Her members, both high actually. and low. Even the Catholic movie guy can sin. Sure, it's happened. And theoretically, the Tim. It was 1998. It was a stormy day, I remember that. Um, yeah, I mean, I just I, I, just don't understand why, like, all of a sudden, okay, now in now at this point in history, just throw all the rules out the window. Throw all the, all the traditional understanding of marriage and love out the window. Just go ahead and, and do you. Well, we all know that when you make everything really easy to quit, people will definitely try to do it more and more, or they'll... No, they won't. They'll just give it up. Exactly. So. And that comes full back to... And we're using this, this Cameron Crowe rom-com to make points about grace, but he bettered himself as a human being 
the moment that he was stripped of his comforts. Yeah. It's the exact opposite of what we tell people today, which is be comfortable with who you are, accept, etc. There's that beautiful uh, prayer from St. Francis de Sales about how the cross that you're bearing God has already measured and seen to it. It's very, the, every last millimeter of it that is not too large for you, and it's exactly right. Mm-hmm. And he sends it to you with love. And it goes back to the reading from this past Sunday. Uh, and I'm talking about the traditional Mass. I.e. the Mass. Which is, you know, I was buffeted with a thorn of Satan, mm. and I thrice besought the Lord to take it away from me, and he said, my grace is sufficient for thee. Yep, it's all about grace. Yeah, yeah, it does stink. No one wants a thorn. No one wants a thorn of Satan. That's like three times a normal thorn. But it's, your grace is sufficient. Listen, if you're not getting this notion of grace from your attendance at Mass, may I suggest supplementing your religious activities with Bob, Bob Dylan. Tim? Yep. I'm not going to lie. I agree with what you're saying, but I also don't know that it's 100% on point to this discussion, which heretofore had Don't give the tiniest crud. Yes, and that's the message of the Tim man. Thank you. He don't care. I do. I love you. Love you guys. He takes what he wants. That's right. I am the honey badger. But in all seriousness, that's what this Catholic Movie Guy podcast is about. It's about edifying, and it's about extrapolating from a rom-com from 1996 to salvation. Is that fair to say? Yes, all movies eventually, correctly understood, lead to salvation. But it does make a broader point, which is to get anything out of any piece of art or to find that it is completely wanting and should be shunned, you have to bring a Catholic understanding, a certain amount of um, formed conscience to the proceedings. Culture comes from cult. Right, and in this movie, despite its flaws... There is much that is to be found that is true, beautiful, and good, and which can edify those who are willing and able to take it upon themselves to learn. It's real good. Tim, it's real good. Mm -hmm. We're taking the nudity out. We're taking the bad scenes out. What do you give the movie out of ten, The Tim Man's? Um, the way that it is executed, I would say an 8, but due to the lightness of the subject matter, I'll give this baby a 7.1. Hold on, just a second. You're giving it a 7.1? Well, it's a lighthearted comedy. You gave the way more than that. That's about the Pilgrimage of Santiago. But it's aesthetically way worse. No, I don't agree. That's crazy talk. I love the way. It hurts. Oh, ladies and gentlemen, who can figure out a thing like the Tim Man? Me, the Tim Man. Well, I, on the other hand, am going to go ahead and give this 8.5 shows me's the monies. <laughs> shows me's the money, 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 shows me's show? Me? No. No. That's it for the Catholic Movie Guy podcast. No, what am I thinking? I'm not being a Jerry Maguire. I'm being like the Jay Moore character. I'm only thinking of myself. The Tim Man. What does my wife have to say about this movie? I don't know. Hello. Hi, honey. It's your husband, the Catholic Movie Guy. Well, hi, how are you? Do you remember me? I do. I, I, I live with you, and I love you. 
Okay. Wow. Neat. Do you remember that movie Jerry Maguire? I do remember the movie Jerry Maguire. Jerry Maguire. <laughs> that was awesome. That was great, but I need you to tell me if you can, if, in, if you can, did you like it? Yeah. With, with some reservation, obviously, there's certain subject matter and scenes that I, I am, I'm not okay with, but, uh, no, overall, I liked it. But, it's been a long time, you know? Did, uh, since I've seen the whole thing. Well, honey, this thing's gone off the rails, but uh, it doesn't affect my love for you. You did, man. Wait, wait, did you just slip my love for you, the tin man in there? Yes. Yeah, he really, he, he's kind of like one of those pull string dolls. He just has certain phrases that he has to say once in a while. You just pull the string and it's the tin man. It's hot, hot, hot. Those that really is always you're super hot. All right, that's it. Oh, honey, I love you. I don't have eyes. I don't have eyes for Renee Zellweger, Kelly Preston, or the tin man. Only you. The tin man. You know, we did choose this film for the rom-com month. Did we make an oversight? It's a it's a very good movie, re- regardless of the morality. I mean, I mean, regarding the morality and accepting it. Is there any other movie that could satisfy the rom-com that we could have chosen instead? Mm. I can't think of any. Well, I can't think of even one movie. Well, I would think that there's a guy. Yeah. A guy unlike any other guy. Okay. He's me? a Fourierist. No, that's uh, he's not a, me. He's a committed socialist, but not mm. a Bolshevik. He's this a, is ringing a, a bell. of the I'm 19th kinda, century socialist form. I kind of understand where you're going with he's this He's in now. love with Audrey, who mm. happens to be a debutante mm. in a movie wow. I call Metropolitan. Wow. 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 You're right. That would have been a great choice. That's fantastic. That's it for this week. Next week, I might have the brewmaster. I might have the master, but I I don't know. There's many things. Maybe Tim will have watched the movie. Who knows? Maybe even one made in the last five years. No. Tim, we're out. Is that uh, that's it? It's party over. on, Wayne. Party on, girl.